Did you know that not all pregnancy multis are created equal? This is super frustrating for me as a naturopath working with women who just want to have healthy outcomes for themselves and Baba. So I went on a hunt looking for a really great, the best, the best that I could find, pregnancy multi. And what I found was far, far better than my expectations. Not only did I find a fantastic multi, but I actually found a multi that changes as the requirements change throughout pregnancy. This range of preconception and pregnancy vitamins was created by a fellow naturopath named Nikki Warren and her company called NaturoBest. These are the supplements that I choose to give my clients. These are the supplements that I chose to take. These are the supplements that I think every woman in Australia and the world should have access and knowledge to. If you are trying to conceive, if you are pregnant at the moment, if you are breastfeeding, look at the NaturoBest website, choose the supplement for your stage of pregnancy and buy it. If not, come and see me in clinic and we can talk about it. Nikki has also generously offered the listeners of The Naked Naturopath a coupon code to get free freight when you check out on her website. That coupon code is NAKEDFREE, N-A-K-E-D-F-R-E-E, and that'll get you some free freight. So I'm super happy to have Nikki on board as a sponsor for a couple of podcasts as well and jump onto the website to check out everything she does. TheWellnessCouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. My name is Melissa Gearing, and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. I'm super excited today to get Nikki Warren from NaturoBest Supplements back on the podcast to really get into the nitty gritty of pregnancy multis. This is something I get asked about constantly in clinic and I'm always trying to explain in a really nice way why some of the multis that we can buy on the shelves aren't as good quality as the NaturoBest range, which I keep in clinic. So thank you so much for giving me some of your time again today, Nikki. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. No problem. Thanks. (laughs) I'm I'm glad to be back. Oh, I'm so excited because this is just something that, you know, uh, people people are worried about and they're talking about, but people don't know the answers to. So I'm hoping we can help. Cool. So where to start, right? It's such a... Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to do. (laughs) Talk to me about pregnancy multis. I guess to start with, are they all created equal? Absolutely not. (laughs) Like any... (laughs) Anything. There are good yes. quality supplements out there and there are poor quality mm-hmm. in terms of the absorption and side effects. So as an example, naturopaths use magnesium oxide as a laxative because we know that it doesn't get absorbed very well mm-hmm. and it has a laxative effect on the body. Mm-hmm. And, but some of the brains out there are using magnesium oxide um, as a magnesium supplement um, and that's because it's cheap. Yeah. So paying for money for something of that quality is a waste of hard-earned money. Yeah. Um, and and also, a lot of retail brands um, do something in the industry known as fairy dusting, which basically means that they have this long list of ingredients on the label, but the amounts of each ingredient are so small, it's not going to have a therapeutic effect. It's really just on there to fool the customer into thinking they're getting a lot more bang for their buck, mm. but it's just a marketing technique. And so, so I guess just, when you hear some of this feedback, you know, something that I get hit with a lot is, oh, multis are just expensive. We... 
they certainly mm. can be if you're not taking a good quality supplement uh, in any mm. way as well. I mean, I seen some um, echinacea on the shelf recently in a supermarket and it was the flowering top of echinacea. And you mm. and I know that the flowering top does not have the therapeutic benefits of the, mm. the root. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, well, it's like tribulus, right? Yeah. You know, like they, they use berries all the time because that's cheaper, <clears throat> but it's actually the leaf that has the active constituents. And that's what, you know, bodybuilders seek that mm. out because they're wanting to build testosterone. They they really need the leaf and that's really hard to come by. So, mm. um, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's put a huge difference in the price. Mm. Absolutely, because to source it is is difficult and that makes it more expensive. And we're literally, you know, we're kind of throwing that flowering top away when we make our herbal tinctures and stuff like that because Mm. we want the the active part of the plant Mm -hmm. and then scraping it all up off the floor and putting in a supplement for 10 bucks. Oh, I know. It, it annoys me because, you know, I, I'm a I'm a skeptic actually and I hate getting ripped off yeah. and I hate seeing other people get ripped off. And when I see stuff like that on the shelf, I just think, oh, so, you know, it just <laughs> drives me nuts that there are unethical companies mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I mean, that's kind of, we started to answer my next ma- major question is what exactly is wrong with some of the options on the market at the moment in terms of pregnancy and preconception? Yeah. Well, I think the problem is that some of the people who design supplements have little to no clinical experience at all. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to research and and base a supplement on recommended daily intakes, but what you need is someone who actually understands pregnancy and what women are actually lacking and need to supplement with. You know, as an example, the RDI um, of copper in pregnancy is 1.3 milligrams, Mm -hmm. and that's easily achieved from the diet mm-hmm. so um, the other thing is is that copper rises naturally in pregnancy as the estrogen levels rise so we naturally end up with high copper levels by the end of the pregnancy mm. so supplementing with extra copper doesn't make sense at all yeah. it can create issues for the mum in terms of uh, you know high copper levels are associated with increased anxiety depression and insomnia wow. um, we know from research that autistic children have naturally higher copper levels than non-autistic children so I think in some cases supplementing with the wrong pregnancy supplement is actually going to be potentially more harmful than beneficial yeah wow and mm, so mm. these inferior quality supplements can be dangerous yeah well I, I would say it's a waste of money mm-hmm. and when it came to my own pregnancy I would not even consider taking poor quality supplements there's yeah. just no way I would have done that it's a time in our life where we want the best Absolutely. And You've got one chance yeah. to, to create this baby, you know. Exactly. And when you know you know, when you're building a house, you put everything into it. You don't cut corners and, and go really cheap because mm. you're building a house from scratch and you want everything to be, you know, really nice and, and last for a long time and you don't want your roof to cave in and mm. you know, like why wouldn't you put the same effort into into creating a really healthy baby? And I think Women want to and they're willing to pay more for better quality supplements, but there's not the knowledge, there's not the expertise. Like you and I, we do this for a job and we're still having to look into things and, and, you know, like check out different ingredients and, um, and really find out why those supplements are inferior. Um, you know, what, what have they got in them that is, not as good as something like the Natural Best range. Um, mm. You know, mm. that's really hard. That's really hard to compare. Oh, it is. It is, and it's hard when you don't know. I mean, it's, I guess you know. Op- op- optimally they'd actually go and see a, a naturopath yes. um, or a nutritionist and, <laughs> yeah. and speak to them but not everyone can afford that yeah. um the problem is is that when you research something you know dr google can be great 
but it can be rubbish as well. So, you know, you're getting all these opinions a yes. lot of the time rather than the fact. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, it is difficult. Um, it, it is really difficult. I just, I just say, you know, at least go and speak to the naturopaths at a health food store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully they've um, they've got a degree and they, <laughs> they can read the supplement label and, and understand, you yeah, know, yeah. you know um, exactly the difference between high quality and poor quality. And hopefully mm. people are listening in. Like you've also, this podcast is completely free um, mm-hmm. and people have uh, full access to it. So hopefully they can yeah. kind of listen in to things like this and get a bit of a better idea. And I have had women yeah. come into clinic since our last podcast and say, I listened to that podcast. Cool. I've got rid of, um, uh, you know, pregnancy multivitamin ABC and, yeah. um, you know, and I want what you're talking awesome. about. Yeah. Fabulous. So that's really oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Really cool yeah. No, that's that. really good to hear that. Cool. Is um so tell me so is taking one of these you know uh, multivitamins off the shelf for twenty thirty bucks better than taking nothing? Well, yes and no. It depends on the supplements. So as an example, we do know that taking folate in the month prior to and first six weeks of pregnancy is going to reduce the risk of neural tube defects. So even if the mother only took a folate supplement during that time, that's going to be better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you were if you're really cutting it down like that, I mean, ideally she wouldn't because you need B12 and folate mm-hmm. and all sorts of things going on. So, um, you know, but the same for iron. We know that women are prescribed ferrosulfate as an iron supplement, which yes. is very poorly absorbed. Most women will experience side effects such as constipation, maybe nausea as well. Mm. Um, but it is better to take a poor quality iron supplement than be iron deficient in pregnancy. So it was, in that case, it would be better than nothing. Okay. Um, but, you know, a lot of women will say that they can't afford a good quality supplement. But I think when it comes to considering how much value you place on a supplement, you need to look at other things you've given up as a result of being pregnant. Absolutely. So, you know, as an example, if you used to drink coffee or alcohol, add up how much money you used to spend on that every week and ask yourself if your baby's health is worth the same amount or do you value coffee and alcohol more? You know, it's a simple yeah. really equation, you know, monetary the, equation that you can that you can work it out. You kind of said before, like you've got this one one opportunity to make, um, I guess, this baby and mm. a pregnancy multi. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is going to help out with not only the mum's health during pregnancy, but mm-hmm. but pregnancy outcomes uh, later yes. having yep. baby and also the health of the the child ongoing. Mm. And and the building blocks of the brain start during pregnancy. It's no good, you know, not supplementing during pregnancy and then sending your kid to a private school. Why don't you just <laughs> start <laughs> with a good brain, healthy brain function to begin with? Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, and do it that way. Yeah. And what about the mums listening in who didn't know and didn't take anything? Yeah, um, and that's like our parents, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we might have been Einstein's. (laughs) 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 We're just knowing. (laughs) Imagine how intelligent our kids are going to be. I just don't want them to feel that. And I know that I've thrown this on you. It's not one of our planned questions, but I I feel like when I do these talks and, um, you know, I I go in and I speak to uh, women who are at the end stage of their pregnancy 
and yeah. they feel like they've done the wrong thing and they've missed out and there's a lot of guilt there uh, and there's already been yeah, guilt. Yeah, yeah, guilt. Don't beat yourself up with guilt. And the other thing too is that when you're breastfeeding, you're also passing some good quality yeah. nutrients to your baby, really, you know, liquid gold breast milk. So if even if you breastfeed for two years and take a breastfeeding supplement, yeah. that's going to be better than not doing anything at all. And you have split yeah. your pregnancy multis into categories and, and mm. that last one is two, three and breastfeeding. So they could take yeah. that if they're in yeah. the end stages and that's what I tell them when I'm, you know, they've got these huge bellies and they're kind of crying and <laughs> I didn't oh, take no. the right thing, oh. you know. Um, no, you've still got that opportunity definitely to put that in. Yeah, and absolutely. Even, yeah. Know, I still supplement Cali now. I'm, you know, we're, we're breastfeeding still but I, you can still give the child stuff as well um, which is a whole other probably podcast but um, yeah. ideally we're doing it through our pregnancy preconception. So mm, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean that's the optimal. Um but you know, these women who are crying at the end of the pregnancy, I'm sure they haven't smoked and drunk alcohol and coffee and things yeah. during the pregnancy that are gonna cause harm um to, to, to the fetus, you know. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're um, trying they're to eat organically as much as yeah. possible and you know, if they're if they're caring that much about their health. Look, then, they're in you know. pregnancy yoga, that's where I get them. So they're doing the right thing. Yeah. They're trying yeah. you know, they're trying to do everything they can and for themselves yes. and so yeah, definitely. Yeah, for um, sure. One of the things that I'm seeing a lot um, mm-hmm. and I'm finding incredibly frustrating is that I will put my women, my clients on uh, fantastic, you know, uh, supplements and herbs and stuff like this and then mm-hmm. they'll go and see their GP specialist, their OB, and they will recommend something different. Mm. And so <laughs> what yeah, women do that's, here? That's really hard, I know, um, but this is my recommendation. If you want a doctor to recommend a supplement for you, just make sure they have qualification in nutritional medicine. So there are several holistic doctors that were that with that sort of training, and I have come across quite a few obstetricians with an interest in nutritional medicine. But people should know that you know when they go through medical school, they get about one day training in nutritional medicine. So unless they go off and, and do extra training, which a lot of them do, um, then they're, they're just you know they're, they're not going to be able to play like uh, nutritionists and naturopaths are when it comes to uh, different raw materials used in supplements and things like that. It's really um, women can do their own research. Love they can it. look at PubMed. Just Google it, Google mm-hmm. it, and Google Scholar as well. Um, also, you can ask the supplement companies directly if they can supply the research articles or reference list. I've got reference reference lists on the Naturopath website, mm-hmm. so they can actually go in and, and have a look at those references there. Um, what I would bear in mind as well is if a company has done a clinical trial on a supplement, be really critical about the research. In fact, we you know as naturopaths we know to be critical about every research article anyway because what does it actually show? So as an example, if it only showed that there was a reduction in neural tube defects and that doesn't really say anything else about that supplement in terms of the health of the mother or the long-term health of the baby, did they follow those women up, uh, those women and their babies years after the trial to determine if there was a higher rate of tongue tie in the baby? Did they follow up to see if there was a higher rate of postnatal depression in the mother or was there no follow-up? Those are things that you need to be asking and, um, you know, if there's no data about that, it doesn't really tell you much because we already know that folic acid produces neural tube defects. That's really well known. So, you know, if that's the only thing that, that was shown in that clinical trial, it doesn't really tell us a lot about that supplement. Yeah, cool. So mm. encouraging women to go and do their own research. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. A lot of these yeah. women are already feeling a bit overwhelmed and you know, mm. it's really hard yeah. when I give them one thing in there 
getting recommended other things from uh, the GP and stuff like that. But as you said, look at who is trained in that specific area. I certainly am not yes. giving advice on IVF drugs. Yes, absolutely, um, and we're not allowed to. We, yeah. you know, we, we can't say, no, t- stop taking that drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and know, we wouldn't we want to anyway, say really. that. We're not, yeah. we're not doctors. It's not what we're yeah, so yeah. that's not what we're, yeah, we're not trained in pharmaceutical medicine. We're trained in nutritional medicine. Yeah, mm. working our butt off to find out as much information and get the best uh, uh, you know, versions of what we can for our clients. And Absolutely. So to have them yep. taken off what we're mm. doing them is, um, you know, a whole other, whole other ballpark of frustration as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm concerned about the the mums, you know, uh, mental health when that happens because she doesn't get yes. to trust then as well. So. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and during pregnancy, I think we're very anxious anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very anxious and concerned about the health of ourselves and our baby and, um, you know, it's it's just not a time to be confused about things. It's, yeah. it's why we need to do as much research as possible in that Sorry. preconception period and, um, you know, and speaking to other women, mm-hmm. uh, asking people on forums uh, about different things as well. And having so, someone you can trust. If you, like, yeah. most, mostly they come back. I had one lady last week and she's like, and, um, you know, the doctor told me to grab this. I told him I've already got what you gave me. He was like, no, don't take that. Take this. And I just thought, no, I'm going to do it mm. myself. Like, you mm. know, she's, we've got that trust and she knows that I've, you know, I've put the effort mm. in to find her um, the best thing that I can. Yeah, so yeah. Um, but then you get you get other clients and say, oh, yeah, my obstetrician recommended this, but, you know, uh, there's no way I'm going with that one. I'm going with this one. Yeah. Um, you know, they just, they've already done their research. And yes. uh, I actually have an obstetrician down in Brisbane who has instructed um, the midwives there to, say, to not recommend a certain brand and to re- only recommend Matrobest because she's into nutritional medicine. So, oh, um, you know, there are there are some out there that, um, that are educated about it and, yeah, and this yeah, certain brand great. that we are mostly talking about, um, why is it recommended so much? Do you do you, I know I didn't put this one in for you, didn't give you any heads mm. up either, but is there a reason why? Do you think sales reps? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's pharmaceutically made. There's a lot of money, I guess, behind that, yes. and they have the people to go out there and put it out in the world. Millions of dollars yep. in research yep. and um, uh, in research. Yeah. We wish. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is the other thing, you know, other supplement companies don't have the money to do clinical trials on their products as yeah. well. Um, but we can we can pull um, data from other clinical trials from the uh, raw material manufacturers of, um, you know, like as an example, Quatrifolic has been proven to be um, to reduce the risk of recurrent miscarriages um, at a dose of 800 micrograms a day. Yeah. So that's that's now you know uh, the five milligrams of folic acid is now obsolete. So you know we can, we can pull different um, research articles, and the obstetricians are really interested in that sort of stuff. Cool. Um, you know they they. they love research and fair enough um and you know if you supply them with enough research they um they, they can make their own decisions about it yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. um let's take some of the key ingredients of a pregnancy multi uh, mm-hmm. and kind of break it down and talk right. about the different forms and how they work in the body in a very uh, basic way i guess because we can yeah. you and i can really talk about it um the cows come yeah on. Yeah, so it's probably a bit of a repeat from the last podcast, but some people may not have listened to that one. But, um, yeah, so we we may as well talk about folate. You've just mentioned Um, uh, quadrifolate, yep. 
Yep. So there are four basic types of folate found in supplements. And folic acid is not found in food. It's a synthetic form found in supplements. And it has to go through several biochemical steps to become active folate. And that's the type of folate found in food. So in general, we can usually handle 200 micrograms of folic acid per day. But any more than that, and we risk having unmetabolized folic acid in our blood, which can kill off natural killer cells. And so basically, it's not very good for our immune system. Um, active folate is also found in supplements under the names uh, 5-MTHF, which stands for 5-methyltetrahydrofolate, or you might see quadrifolic, which is folate bound to a glucosamine uh, salt. And that has recently been found in a study, um, as I said, to reduce the risk of miscarriages in women who test positive for the MTHFR C677T polymorphism. Is there anyone um, else using it, Nikki? Sorry? Is there anyone else using it in their supplements other than you? There is in the States, okay. uh, but not in Australia, okay. not yet. So, no, so we were the first um, in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yep. Um, and another type of active folate is uh, levomifolic acid mm -hmm. bound to a calcium salt, and that's known under the brand names metafolin and extrafolate S. Um and 5-MTHF or the active folate is the type of folate found in food like green leafy veggies. So your body knows exactly what to do with it. Yeah. It doesn't need biochemical conversion and it can be absorbed and utilised immediately. Folinic acid is another type of folate. Uh, that's one biochemical step removed from 5-MTHF. So it needs magnesium and vitamin B2 to be converted into active folate. Mm -hmm. um, and some uh, practitioners actually prefer that. They think that there's a bit of research around it, um, that it's uh, better at prevention of neural tube defects. I can't um, find that research. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that's just sort of based on theory. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it, it's quite a good thing to have in there with the quadrifolic. Um, I know we sort of touched a little bit on overmethylation mm. last time, but, you know, just so that you can go up to higher doses and, and not overdose on the, on the methylated type of folate, mm -hmm. um, which can cause a few issues for some people. So I guess for the lay lady... Um, yeah, you know, just in the shop looking at the supplements. If she turns a little bottle over and it says folate or folic acid, is mm -hmm. that not ideal? It's not. It's it's the cheaper form. It's the cheapest form of yep. folate, basically. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 not the best one to use. Um, so it's the difference between when you're choosing food and you're choosing organic apples and regular apples. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you great. know, it's kind I of love like that. if you want something better quality, you go for active folate. Love it. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real practical way, I guess, people can put that into play. And, you know, because there's a lot of folates that you just talked about. Um, yeah. They've got really big names, some of them. So, they do. Yeah. yeah. So it gets really confusing. Yeah. So um, turning it but, over, uh, looking for yeah. a bigger name. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard. I've actually put on the labels active folate because not many, t not too many people will actually know what 5-MTHF means. Yes. And they'll probably pick it up and go, oh, there's no folic acid in there because that's yes. the one that everyone knows. So yeah. that's why active folate cool. so mm. yeah yeah so hopefully they know love it um and b12 there's there's four types of vitamin b12 used in supplements uh, probably the most common type used is the cheaper form which is cyanocobalamin um and that means cyanide attached to cobalamin yeah. um that's the cheapest one again and used quite a lot in the cheaper um, ranges. Methylcobalamin and adenosylcobalamin are two active forms of B12 that have very different biochemical roles in the body. So methylcobalamin is a methyl group attached to cobalamin and it 
that's involved in the formation of blood, homocysteine metabolism, and development of the brain during childhood. So really important during pregnancy. Mm, definitely. cobalamin is involved in carbohydrate, fat, and amino acid metabolism. And a deficiency interferes with the formation of myelin. So, you know, again, that's important in pregnancy. The problem is, is that it's not um, approved as an ingredient that we can use in any uh, TGA-listed supplement. Yeah. So um, you won't see it in Australian-made supplements. Okay. Um, hydroxocobalamin is my favourite because that's the type found in food which naturally converts into the two active forms. So that's the type, type that um, I've chosen to use in most of my supplements. Great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so iron, um, we know that iron dysglycinate is well tolerated. It doesn't usually cause constipation, even at higher doses, and it's well absorbed. It boosts um, iron levels really effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, spartone is actually an iron-rich water which works extremely well, mm-hmm. and I've, I often use that for iron-deficient women in their first trimester of pregnancy alongside the prenatal trimester one because mm-hmm. it's nice and gentle on the stomach. It doesn't usually um, – you don't want to really want to have an iron supplement in that first trimester because, it, you know, it unless you really need it, um, because it can actually cause nausea. So it can actually make your morning sickness worse. Um, So that's why I was bringing Spartone. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Which we definitely don't need. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Considering 85% of women suffer sicknesses. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Um, And as I said before, ferrous sulfate, um, also ferrous fumarate. They're Mm. poorly absorbed forms of iron, which often cause constipation and will usually only boost iron stores if they're taken in high doses. So when it comes to minerals, anything that ends in oxide, gluconate or sulfate is poor quality. So then you can pick up a label and go, oh, okay, that eliminates that one, that one, that one. Yeah, I think people will be scribbling that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> good quality minerals end with amino acid chelate, bisglycinate, citrate, or picolinate. Um, and like we were discussing earlier, magnesium oxide is poorly absorbed, mm-hmm. but a good quality magnesium, such as citrate or diglycinate, is very well absorbed. Yeah, great. Um, so yeah, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck. Um, and the other thing, too, that I would say is uh, just to keep an eye out for tablets because tablets have lots of binders, fillers, disintegrants, a tablet coating which has uh, colourings in it. So you don't want to have all of those excipients as well. That, that, that These are the hard tablets that I'm talking about. Yes. Chewable tablets um, can be okay. It does, you know, it depends on the excipients that they use in there, but generally they don't have as many excipients as what the hard tablets do. So uh, that's why I've chosen to use capsules because there's only two excipients in my formulas, and that's very, extremely rare. It makes it really, really difficult to manufacture and more expensive <laughs> again. So you know, that's where yep. the cost comes from. But I don't want anyone having any side effects on my yeah, um, and, and anything that they don't need. You know, if it's not food i don't want it to going into Mm. their bodies yeah um question for you just like Mm. just thought of it i had a client a few months ago who can't take capsules tablets or anything like that can you open your capsules yeah you can well that's the the other benefit of having a capsule i suppose you can open it up i don't it doesn't taste good because being like vitamins uh, not so (laughs) great yeah rotten (laughs) so they'd need some really sweet um smoothie or something to mix it into yeah yeah Cool. And I guess yeah. so when we're looking at pregnancy multi, we grab it off the shelf and if it says activated activated B vitamins on it, mm. that's inclusive of our folate. That is mm-hmm. maybe a good place to start. Most yes. of them do say that if they are activated because yeah. it's a marketing, you know, people yes. are getting to know that that's something that they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, of yep. course, they could just cut out 
all of the effort and buy some natural best in the first place. Yeah, uh, could be yeah, a hell of yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, you know, just in terms of, um, I guess, yeah, teaching people what to look for um, mm-hmm. and how to look for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a really good place to start. So whenever I'm looking at a supplement, I just instantly look at the B vitamins, I look at the quality of the minerals, I look whether it's a capsule or a tablet, um, and you know if it's if it's got poor quality minerals in there, I just move on yep, to the cool. next one. Yeah, great. If it's if it's got copper in there, I move on to the next one. Great. Yeah. Mm. Talk to me now about um, women going through IVF and. Mm-hmm if and how a good preconception care multi can assist? Yeah. Well, oxidative stress plays a role in infertility due to its effect on both egg and sperm quality. So taking a good quality multi with a good level of antioxidants can help improve uh, both, both and increase the chances of success with IVF. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way. Um, also, high levels of homocysteine are associated with poor embryo quality, mm-hmm. um, and that will affect whether you're successful or not. So, And we know that you can reduce homocysteine by taking adequate folate, vitamin B12 and vitamin B6. It's a really easy treatment. Um, interestingly, high B12 levels are associated with better embryo quality, which probably comes back down to the um, homocysteine again. So, um, you know, it's one thing for the IVF to be successful, but you don't want to risk having a miscarriage. Mm. So we want a live baby at the end of it. Um, We know that vitamin B6 deficiency increases the risk of miscarriage, and that's likely due to the fact that that supports uh, healthy progesterone levels. And we also know that selenium deficiency increases the risk of miscarriage, and that's likely due to the fact that selenium is needed for healthy thyroid function. Yeah. Um, iodine, zinc and selenium all support healthy thyroid function and that's why we need a multivitamin multi-mineral supplement so we need all of those vitamins and minerals it's not just folate mm. that's the most important thing which you know everyone bangs on about it's, um, there's and, so know, many yeah. every single ingredient is important lots of my IVF clients are you know going through the rounds and they have been advised to just take folate mm. Which is better than nothing if you were going to take nothing, but it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. One part of the many. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to increase your chances, you'd you'd take a good quality multi. Yeah, cool. And that's Mm. for, I guess, um, you know, it's going to help mum to have that successful IBF by having Mm. the nutrients available and then to have that, keep, keep and have that healthy baby in the end as well. So Yeah. And the other thing too is that I think men are overlooked all the time. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand why we're just giving multis to women when it's IVF because it's probably due to poor sperm quality. That's probably why they're not successful. So it is absolutely essential for that man to take four months' worth of of supplements prior to, you know, doing the IVF. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even be considering. I wouldn't be wasting my money if he hadn't done that first. Yeah. That's it's really essential. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm, mm. So, yeah. Um, just to finish off, what yeah. what would be your I guess number one bit of advice for women who are pregnant or looking to conceive when they choose a pregnancy multi after all of our talk? Um, mm-hmm. Can you put it into like a <laughs> <laughs> well, you know sentence? What are you? I mean, lots of people are going to be overwhelmed. That's the thing. Yes, and they're going to be yep. overwhelmed. They're going to be looking at supplements, going, "Ah, what the hell?" Um, yeah, yeah. They can definitely just go. <laughs> well, I would the- say it doesn't matter who recommends a product to you. Ask lots of questions. Great. Why do they specifically recommend that product? Is it because 
because they have a shelf full of one brand and that's all they stick to? Yeah. Or is it based on blood test results and the fact that it's high quality? Um, do your research, get a second opinion. Also, if they're recommending one that contains um, any of the poor quality raw materials that we've discussed, then politely decline. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I've done, done my research and I'm not taking that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that magnesium oxide. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love yep. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's yeah, been like so. it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast because you just that practical advice is so important for women who are at these important stages in their life and creating creating new life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so my pleasure. Important. I've really enjoyed it and um yeah, ask me back anytime. <laughs> I will, I will. See what yeah. see what people want to know next and we'll get you back on in another month or so and uh it'll be wonderful. Sounds fantastic. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks again. I'll right. talk to you soon. Okay. No problem. Bye for now. See ya. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia, and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.